Today I'm talking to uh, Miss Rosie Granger, our um, consultant gynaecologist, and our topic today is endometriosis. Uh, Rosie, what kind of um, symptoms would somebody with endometriosis have? So it, it can present in a number of different ways. Uh, the most common presenting symptoms of endometriosis are painful periods, um, so usually pain that uh, starts at uh, week three of the cycle, um, so the week before the period is due to come on, and then um, typically the pain will continue during the time of the period as well. So it can last for a couple of weeks. However, there are a few women who describe um, pelvic pain um, for, throughout the cycle as well, um, but that's in, in a smaller proportion of women. Um, other symptoms include um, heavy periods combined with, with the periods being painful, um, pain during um, intercourse with, with their partner, um, pain during opening their bowels or, or passing urine if um, endometriosis is affecting their bladder or their bowels in more um, significant cases. Um, that that would summarise most of the symptoms. And and what exactly is endometriosis? It's mentioned a lot, but um, what what causes it? How does it happen? And um, is there a typical person it would happen to? So it's it's about ten percent of the population can have endometriosis. It's more typically seen in uh, younger women or, or women who are having uh, menstrual cycles. So women of reproductive age. Um, that's because it's quite hormone dependent. So typically um, when girls start their periods, um, they don't always get symptoms of endometriosis straight away. It's something that will develop. Um, but women of reproductive age typically uh, release estrogen and endometriosis is estrogen dependent. So it, it feeds off estrogen. And, and that's the hormone that is typically quite predominant in, in younger women. Um, so, so we don't necessarily see it in women after the age of menopause. Okay, and endometriosis, its name implies it's something to do with the endometrium. Is, is that correct? correct? Yeah, so, so the endometrium um, is uh, the lining of the womb. Um, and endometriosis is basically where you get outcrops of... of endometrial tissue um, or lining of the womb um, elsewhere in the pelvis so it's not just lining the womb it can it can be little spots on the ovaries or um, on the bladder or on the tubes the most typical location for endometriosis to sit is is on the ovaries or in the pouch of douglas which is the space in between the um, uterus and and the the back passage but some women can get it in other areas as well. And how, how has it got there? Because if not every woman has it, do we know for sure the process of how the endometrium gets into the pelvic cavity? We don't know very much about it actually and how, how the pathophysiology of it is, is still quite misunderstood. Um, but what we do know is it's fairly common and it's quite debilitating for women and it really can affect their quality of life um, and it's not something that should be 
um, ignored and, and symptoms, um, long-standing symptoms especially, should be treated or a trial of treatment should be offered to women to see if their symptoms improve. Typically, the, the gold standard of diagnosing endometriosis many years ago was having an operation, so a keyhole operation to have a look in the pelvis um, to see if endometriosis is visible that way. Actually, that's, that's changed very much and the gold standard now of diagnosing endometriosis isn't having an operation first line because we try very hard to be minimally invasive with our management and uh, first line treatments um, because they're less invasive than an operation. So starting a woman on simple painkillers and um, starting a woman on hormonal treatments um, is the first line of, of how we would treat mm. it and diagnose it. Because if the woman has clinical features of endometriosis and has features on an examination, for instance, so if she's tender on examination, on an internal examination, or if um, tender on a transvaginal ultrasound scan, then we've got a good idea that that might be what is going on. And if she responds well to, you know, basic treatments, then she doesn't necessarily need an operation. So um, basic treatments, uh, I guess there perhaps is a, uh, a ladder of treatment. So you start with something relatively straightforward and then if that doesn't work, progress to other treatments. What's, what sort, what's the sort of progression of treatment you might offer? Yeah, so I get a lot of it comes down to patient choice as well. So um, what I always say is I start by taking a history from the patient of the menstrual cycles, what are they like, how painful are they, how debilitating are they, is it affecting her quality of life. Um, also talk about bowels, bladder, um, a sexual history as well is really important for endometriosis. Um, and just listening to the patient and then just going through have there been any pregnancies in the past? Has the, has the woman experienced any fertility issues, especially because endometriosis can sometimes contribute to a woman um, having difficulty falling pregnant and that would therefore need to be dealt with as well. Um, so you mentioned um, hormonal treatment. Yes. So what, what sort of treatment would that be? So um, the starting point I'd... I'd advise simple analgesic medication first of all so painkillers so um anti-inflammatories can be very good at just taking the edge off endometriosis pain especially around the time of the period so um simple ibuprofen combined with paracetamol um, or something called methanamic acid can also be very helpful as well then working up in a stepwise approach hormonal treatments there's lots of options but if, as long as the woman doesn't have any contraindications and is happy to take um, a hormonal method of treatment, um, my first line would be something like the combined um, oral contraceptive pill um, and, and try cycling the packs. Um, however, there are other hormonal preparations that you can try. So, um, lots and lots of options but there's the mini pill as well which is just progesterone only 
or um, there's the progesterone in the form of an injection, which can be taken every 12 weeks. Um, and there's the implant, which is progesterone only, which is um, popped into the arm just under the skin. Um, or the progesterone can be given in more of a local um, way where it's fitted as, as a coil into the uterus, which a lot of women find um, helpful treating pelvic pain and heavy periods at the same time. We have to remember that all of the hormonal treatments that I've mentioned are contraception. So it's not always the best solution for women who are wanting to fall pregnant. So if they have endometriosis and they're wanting to have a baby, then these options aren't suitable. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes um, if the endometriosis is particularly severe, is surgery then something that would be necessary? Yeah, so um, there's some imaging modalities that we can use just to get a better idea of how severe the endometriosis might be. So um, a helpful tool can be ultrasound. Um, so we can look at the ovaries in particular um, and how mobile the structures are in the pelvis. Um, if the structures in the pelvis, so the tubes and ovaries are quite stuck and, and there's signs of stickiness and adhesions, then that's a sign of more severe endometriosis. Um, and if that's the um, diagnosis, you'd be thinking about maybe this lady needs an MRI scan of her pelvis to have a look in more detail and, and referring onwards to a there's, there's plenty of people that, that can help in this situation. So not just an, a gynecologist with a special interest in pelvic pain and chronic pelvic pain, but also um, sometimes a chronic pelvic pain team um, can help in treating pain um, with more um, suitable analgesic options, so stronger painkillers. With regards to surgery, um, so severe endometriosis, is grade three or four endometriosis if it's affecting other organs in the abdomen like the bowel or causing big adhesions then that's really can be quite complex um, and that woman would need to be treated by a t more tertiary unit and a gynecologist with a special interest in um, keyhole surgery to have a look and sometimes divide any areas that are stuck or um, buzz, so it's called diathermy, where they buzz the endometriosis um, to stop it from growing back. Obviously, those those treatments aren't um, that they don't last forever, but they work in the short term, usually for a number of months to a number of years, in combination with the hormonal preparations that I've mentioned and the painkillers as well. Mm. Mm. It's, it's a terrible condition that in, I've read that it takes mm. sometimes a very long time for this to be diagnosed. And if you're suffering in pain, there's nothing worse than being told, we can't find anything wrong with you. Um, what's, what's your view on the length of time for this to be diagnosed typically? It's, it, unfortunately, it is a little bit swept under the carpet. Um, but what I try and remind uh, doctors in the community is that you don't necessarily have to be a gynecologist to confidently say this lady may have endometriosis. Um, and 
just doing simple measures like painkillers, taking a good history and listening to the patient and then even just offering the patient a trial of hormonal, the pill or the Depo-Provera, which is the progesterone um, injectable, just starting that off, you know, if the woman sees benefit from that, then that's that's great and you've started off the actual the pathway in in managing it medically for her okay that's great thank you very much dr granger